0: But if you got your Bibles, let's look at some scriptures tonight. Over in Matthew chapter 9 is where we're going to start in the reading of God's Word tonight. Matthew chapter 9. Let's stand for the reading of God's Word. Matthew chapter 9, we'll break in at the 35th verse. We'll be in a couple of different places tonight. We'll be jumping to John uh, chapter 4 right after this. But I want to read this first to you. And Jesus went about all the city and the villages teaching in the synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Wouldn't that be wonderful today? <laughs> but when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Notice the next verse. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into the harvest. Now let's flip over to John chapter 4. John chapter 4, verse 31. In the meanwhile his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that ye know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, Hath any man brought him aught to eat, which aught being anything to eat? Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, Lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. Here is Herein is the saying, True, one soweth and another reapeth. And... I sent you to reap that whereon you bestow no labor, other men labor, and ye are entered into their labor that they reap. Let's pray. Father, as we come to you right now in the name of Jesus, I pray that you'll speak through this message tonight, God, that we can grow and learn from it. Help us to understand what your word says, Lord. Speak to me tonight. Help me bring your message in a way that the people can understand. And we'll give you all the praise and all the glory for it. For we ask it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You can be seated tonight. Here we see in this chapter, here in John, what had went on just before this event. Jesus has met the the Samaritan woman at the well. He's helped her see her sin and change her circumstances through his witness. Also, Christ explains to his disciples, that we will reap in seasons that we didn't even sow. And I want to tell you all tonight, you'll reap in seasons that you ain't done a thing. But that's the good favor of God for loving his children. He blesses those that bless his name. He blesses those that work for him and honor him. In seasons you're not even expecting a blessing, God will send a blessing. So tonight I want to preach a message entitled, Harvest of Thanksgiving. The Harvest of Thanksgiving. I want to preach on that tonight and bring you a thought. We are in a season of harvest here at Vicar's Chapel. God has been so good to you and I. As a church, He has blessed us. I need your prayers tonight, church. The devil's tried his best to uh, put a plug in my throat today, but I'm going to give him all the glory for whatever happens here tonight. But in our season of harvest, uh, we need to realize that God is at work even when we're not at work. When we're not even here at the church God is at work in people's lives as a witness, as a testimony throughout the community, at your job places, at your home, in your children, in your companion. God is at work doing a mighty work in this time of harvest. This time of the year, we think about harvest time. It's the fall time of the year, and we love this time of the year. I do. It's my favorite time of the year. Uh, I love springtime and I love fall time. Only thing I don't like about it is all the sickness that comes with it from the changing of the seasons. But I love this time of the year. We were uh, down way down on the coast uh, yesterday and driving back, uh, seeing all the beautiful leaves and how things are changing how God is changing everything right now getting us ready for the next season he told me to tell you when he give me this message you better get ready because we're fixing to go into our next season We've been dwelling in this season for a while and we have reaped in this and we've sowed in this and we've seen God do great things, but now we're about to enter into a new season in the Vicar's Chapel. You better get ready or it's going to go right by you and you're going to miss what God is doing, amen? Yeah. Bless you, Lord. Number one, we need to glean. You may not know what that word means tonight and I wanted to explain it to you, but to glean is to gather grain or produce left behind after the harvest. Now, we've been sowing all year long, and we've been seeing God do things. We've been seeing people come get saved. We've wore the baptistry out. Praise the Lord. It wouldn't bother me a bit if we wore a hoe in it and had to buy another one. It'd be just fine. If we wore the steps out on it, it'd be wonderful, wouldn't it? Amen? Amen. And we'd have to buy another one. And we've been seeing God do great things. He's been adding to the church. Families are coming in. People are stepping up. We are gleaning on what God has already done. So now we need to gather together those things, those fragments that are left over. We don't need to quit now, church. We need to glean church, what God is doing and pull these things in, pull people together and remind them what God is doing at Vicar's Chapel. Amen. Don't get comfortable where you're at. Don't say, well, we're selling right along and everything is real good. Because about that time, this whole thing will turn upside down and we'll have to work twice as hard. Will we keep everybody working, everybody focused on what God is doing? Let's glean to the Lord so he can work in this church, amen, and work in our lives. Matthew 5, 16, the Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify the father that's called gleaning to the world we are showing them what god is doing so we want to be a light to gather them in to the house of the lord now, we can be a witness, and I can go visit, and I can knock on doors, and I can beg people to come, but you got to help me glean. we got to get out there and get them. we got to be that light so people can see that Vicar's Chapel has something to offer and that God is moving in the place that people will want to come and see what God is doing. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. He goes on to tell us over in Luke 14 and 23, He said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and the hedges. Out into the highways and the hedges. What does that mean? You go and visit your neighbors. You tell the people at work. You tell the people at the grocery store. Man, you should have been at church yesterday morning. I'm talking about in the morning. You should have been there yesterday morning. Our preacher never even got to preach. The Holy Ghost fell. People got to shout and testify and worshiping God. We just had a time. And I tell you, it was over with before we knowed it. Really? That still happens at church? You all to come down. See, that's called gleaning. That's, that's pulling people in and showing them there's a better way of life than the way that you're living. Everywhere I go, I hear people talking. They'll say, I heard about that church. I heard about what's going on over in Stanley Valley. I'm going to come and visit that sometime. And I encourage them to come. Why? I'm gleaning. I'm trying to gather the last fragments in before the season changes. Amen. This time of the season, we see a fall, fall off of the church attendance. People are wanting to go see the leaves. People want to go be with their families. They're getting ready for Thanksgiving. People got to take three weeks off to get ready for Thanksgiving. They got to miss church for three weeks so we can get ready for that one service on Thanksgiving. And we only want to come to one service, and then we got to take a couple more weeks off to start getting ready for Christmas. That's kind of the way it goes. But I'll tell you what, we don't need to forget, we don't need to let down of what God is doing. Talking about gleaning over in John chapter 6, verse 12, he says, And when they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. God is moving here in the church, and we don't need to let anything go to spoil. When people are testifying and they're filling God and they're growing in God, you need to encourage them. You need to tell them what a blessing they've been to you. You need to tell them to keep on testifying. And that way God will tell you you need to testify. And you need to lift up your holy hands and bless his name. You need to pick up your voice and say, "From me and my house will serve the Lord. You don't need to be ashamed, but you need to glean to the works of God. So he'll bless your life. Amen. Proverbs 106, verse 47, he said, Save us, O Lord, our God, and gather us from among the heathen to give thanks unto the holy name and the triumphant of your praise, Lord. Gather us in together that we can praise you, Lord, and lift up our hands and bless your name. We need to be gathered together. We can't lift up and praise the Lord together if we're not here. Amen. Amen. Don't, whatever you do, don't miss it. I preached a message a while back. Don't miss it. When the Lord shows up, you might decide to stay home when the Lord shows up. And it wouldn't be good. I'd want to be here, amen, when the Lord's moving in people's lives. I wouldn't have missed this service this morning and what God was doing. I've been gleaning on that all day. I've been gathering that in all day thinking, "Mm, how good that was to be in the house of the Lord. I thought about when the disciple says, when we walked and talked with him, oh, didn't our hearts burn within us? The full of joy. They were gleaning. They were gathering in those thoughts of how good it was to be in the presence of God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight to call upon his holy name. I want to glean on him and Draw strength from Him. Amen. Why? Because He is my strength. He's my help. He's my soon coming King. And I need to get them all in that I can get in. I need to tell everybody I can tell that Jesus is coming again. I need to show them a witness in my life. I need to go out and shake the bushes and tell them Jesus is coming again. Amen. 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 We need to glean to the things of God. Not only do we need to glean... But we need to give. I'm telling you tonight, we need to give. We've been so blessed in this harvest. If you'll look at our lives and how we've been blessed spiritually. Man, every one of you tonight ought to be throwing both hands in there and saying, I'm blessed! I am blessed! God's been so good to me. In Colossians 3, 17, and he said, And whatsoever you do, do in word and in deed, do you all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God and to the Father by him amen always giving him thanks lifting praises unto him but listen to Leviticus 19:9 9. he says and when ye reap the harvest of your land thou shalt not wholly reap the gleaning of the harvest he says don't reap the whole thing leave the corners on each side of it. Don't reap it all. Why? Because you leave that for the poor and the strangers. We leave a little bit here and there so that when people come in, they'll walk in the house of the Lord and go, Ooh. boy, I can feel that right there. I feel the love of God. There's enough for the Lord to go around. You can get all you want to get. The Lord will leave some in the corners. For those that are seeking Him, He'll pour it over on them in the corner. He'll pour it over in the middle. He'll pour it down the side. He'll pour it over here in the back i'm glad god works from the back to the front to each sides all the way around god will work if we'll give him glory yeah. if we'll give him glory yeah. malachi goes right over and mentions another thing in malachi three ten. he says bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that they may be meat in my house and prove me now, herewith saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that they shall not be room enough to receive it. Amen. That's what he says. So in this harvest of thanksgiving, we can give unto the Lord. Give him our first fruits. Give him the blessings of our financial blessing and give it to the Lord and be glad to do it. Now, I'm going to tell you what, if you're giving to the Lord and you're giving grudgingly, you might as well keep it. You ain't helping nobody. and You ain't even helping yourself. Yeah, amen. Boy, that sounds awful harsh tonight, Pastor. I'm telling you the truth. Yeah, you ought to give because it blesses you to give. Yeah, amen. When I get that paycheck and I see what the Lord's blessed me with, I think, Lord, I want to give you my part of it, and I want to give to the Lord. And in this, in this season of harvest, I want to give that to the Lord more than I ever have before. I'm reminded I need to give. I'm not just of my time, uh, of my study, of my physical part, but I need to financially give unto the Lord. Amen. I know nobody likes to hear it. they don't want to talk about it, but I'm telling you, we need to talk about it, because God, it blesses those that give cheerfully. You know, he don't want you to give it begrudgingly. If the Lord puts it on your heart to give somebody some money, I'd go give them some money. Lord, that might be the last $20 I got. I promise you, give it in the name of the Lord and you trust the Lord. You won't miss one single dollar that God has blessed you to give. Amen. I'm so thankful for our church. And when we bring in uh, missionaries, we bring in preachers, we bring in singers. The church has been so good to help them and bless their ministry. Our church does its part. We have a set amount. We give full-time ministry. We get a set amount for part-time ministry. But we just give a certain amount as a church. It takes the people to reach out and give that extra blessing to take it to the next level. And I'm so proud of Vicar's Chapel in the way that you do. I've never had to bring somebody in and send them away embarrassed. God has always met the need. God always blesses through the people. And God works through you if you'll honor him and give in your harvest. Amen. But wouldn't it be awful to see God pour all these blessings on you and you just shut up your bowels of compassion and say, that's all mine. It's mine. I ain't giving that to nobody. You may cut the water off, the water flow when you do that. What are you talking about? My mother used to have a saying, say, uh, don't bite the hand that feeds you. And you older ones, you know what mama's talking about when she says that. You better be careful. Better listen to what mama has to say. (laughs) Because it can sure turn around real quick. Same way with the Lord's blessings. When the Lord's blessing and blessing into your life, you don't want to shut up your bowels of compassion of giving and that the Lord can't bless you that way. It pleased the Lord to give His children good gifts. That's what He tells us in the Scripture. And He's going on here talking about that we need to give in our deeds. We need to give physically and we need to give financially so we can be blessed of the Lord. Luke 6, 38. The Bible says, Give and it shall be given. Unto you good measure, listen, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom, for with the same measure that ye met withal, it shall be measured to you again. I don't know if you missed that or not, but that's pretty plain English to me. So let me get this right. If I give Brother Greg a hundred dollars, then I'm going to get 200 back. You have missed the whole concept of that scripture right there. Yeah. Let's read it again Luke 6 38. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye met withal, it shall be measured to you. Again. That's pretty plain. That's pretty plain to me. I want to be a blessing to Brother Todd. I can be a blessing to him in a lot of ways besides financially. But if I really want to get down where I'm living at, when it gets into your pocket, that's when it really gets uncomfortable. I'll get my wife to bake you cookies all day, but if you ask me for a hundred dollars, we're on a whole different road. (laughs) <laughs> amen brother I'm right there with you <laughs> but have you ever noticed that what a difference they are in that they shouldn't be no difference we should want the blessings of the Lord yeah. if God leads you to bake a pan of cookies for somebody do it if he tells you to give $100 do it just be obedient and sensitive to the Holy Spirit of God amen. in your giving yeah. amen I tell you, it's an honor to be in a place when God blesses your life that you can be a blessing to other people. There may come a time somewhere down the road that you not be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody may sow into your life yeah. when you least expect it. I remember a time when <clears throat> Ravonda and I were praying about a certain situation. We needed a certain amount of money. And praise the Lord for companions that got great faith. And she's had more faith in me a lot of times. And then we needed a certain amount of money. There was no way. I couldn't borrow the money. I couldn't beg the money. I sure wasn't going to steal the money. And I told her, I said, man, we really need this bad. I don't know what we're going to do. And She said, let's just pray. Let's just believe. I said, okay. I just don't know where it's coming from. We're going to pray and believe. You know, I'm a man. I'm a fixer. I want to make it happen, you know. I preach about faith and talk about faith, but when it comes right down to it sometimes, it's hard as a man to have that kind of faith. You ladies seem like you get it a lot easier than we do. You men ought to say amen. That's the way women are a lot of times. They'll carry the faith more than the men will. But we prayed about it, and there would come a certain time we had to have this. She said, I'm believing God. I said, I'm believing with you. I'm going to trust Him with you. I don't know how in the world it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. I know God will make a way. If it's His will, that's what He wants. He'll make a way. And you believe it, sure enough. God didn't just go, boom, there it is. But He worked through two or three different areas and brought it all together and met the need. And me and her both just wept. How by trusting God, He can meet the need no matter what it is. I don't care how bad a need you're in physically, financially, mentally, or spiritually. God will meet that need if you'll give it to His harvest that He's put in your life. God will meet your need. He's promised that. I would mark that in my Bible, uh, Luke 6, 38. I'd mark that somewhere where I could remember it. And when I was down and out and didn't know what to do, if God was going to come through or not, I'd pull that back out and read it one more time. That'd be a good thing for all of you to do right now, Luke 6:38. You need to remember that. It'll help you down the way. Somebody may need that tomorrow. Somebody may need some help tomorrow for that. So number three, not only do we, when we started off, we glean to the Lord, and we give to the Lord. Number three, we need to glorify for the Lord. Amen. Amen. And this season of harvest and this season of thanksgiving. We need to glorify the Lord. The Bible says in Ephesians 5.20, Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks always. Giving thanks always. Yeah. Do we give God thanks always? I'd say in a lot of ways we don't. <clears throat> How many of you thank the Lord for your meal today? How many of you thank thanked the Lord when He woke you up this morning? How many of you thank the Lord for the service you had this morning? How many of you thank the Lord for being in church tonight? Will you thank the Lord when you lay down tonight? We need to glorify the Lord and thank Him for the harvest He's put in our life. We're sitting here tonight, we're breathing clean air, fresh air. We're not in the hospital, we're not in the funeral home, and we're not in jail. That's enough to shout about right there. Amen. God has been good to us. Over in Hebrews uh, chapter 13, verse 15, he says, By him, therefore, let us offer a sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. Continually giving him thanks. You may say, well, Brother Gary, that's awful hard. It's not really that hard. You know, I asked Brother Ralph Sexton when he was here preaching revival for us. As ministers, we go through times of of doubt, depression, heartache, sadness. All that stuff that you all feel, we go through the same thing. Every one of us do. And I said, Brother, if there's one word of encouragement that you could help me with of how to overcome when those days come. You've been in this thing a long time. I like to glean from other preachers. I like to hear what they have to say. It helps me. I said, what would be one of those things? He said, well, when I get up in the morning, I don't even ask the Lord for nothing. I get my coffee. I walk outside. I walk out on my porch. And I just start thanking the Lord. (laughs) He said, I'll stand there and say, Lord, thank you for this porch that I'm standing on right now. Because it's held me up. Lord, thank you for this good cup of coffee that I don't deserve. Lord, thank you for that sunshine that's shining on me right now. He said, and I just go from thing to thing, thanking the Lord. And he said, and I just keep thanking the Lord, thanking the Lord. He said, next thing you know, boy, my day started off good. I've had a good talk with the Lord. I can get started and get started right because I've offered that harvest of thanksgiving to him first. I thought, wow. And I tried it. It works. I'd advise you to try that in the morning. It'll work. If you'll get focused on how thankful you are for what you have instead of what you don't have, we'll be happy along the way. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 And everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. That's His will that we be thankful unto Him, and bless His name. In Psalms 86:12, he said, "I will praise the Lord, my God, with all of my heart, with all of my glorifying thy name forevermore. I'll give it all, Lord, to you, every bit of it. But I think what happens to us a lot of times in our harvest is we get complacent of what God is doing you can eat so much apple pie that you won't like apple pie no more. And that's why a lot of times when when preachers preach, I'm not a long-winded preacher. You know that. I I like to get in, make my point, and get out. Why? Because I just want to give you a piece of the pie. I don't want to shove the whole pie down your throat at one time. Because you won't want no more pie after that. And then I may put some ice cream with it. Apple pie and ice cream is awesome. But if you eat it every day, Three times a day, you'll get to where you don't like it no more. So we don't need to do that. We're just going to even take a little bit at a time. That way we can glorify God in our harvest. Amen. And God wants to bless vicars. He's wanting to take us to the next place because the seasons are about to change. I'm not talking about out there. I'm not talking about wintertime. I'm talking about what's going on in the house of God. We've seen a time of growth. And there'll be a time of decrease. And there'll be a time of growth and decrease and growth. That's how it does. It just keeps building and building and building. And as we build together, we've got to work together. We cannot let down. Here in the church, we need laborers. We need to work together so we can glorify the Lord. We can glean off of each other of what God is doing in our lives. We can give to each other. And as we give and we glean from what God is doing, then we all glorify together and lift His name. Just like what happened this morning, God wanted me to tell you we need to work together in love and unity. No matter what's going on in people's lives, we still need to glorify His name. Amen. Amen. He said, in my people which are called by my name, Would do what? There's a lot in that right there. We'll come together, but we don't humbly humble ourselves before the Lord. God has given me a series of messages to preach in the next several weeks over a month period that I'm praying about right now and probably start next Sunday. I ain't going to even tell you what it is, but the Lord's impressed me and I feel like it's the next level of pulling this church spiritually together. We need each other in this church. I I said we need each other in this church. I hate to see when any of the seats are empty. I've already, since I've been here tonight, I've been thinking about this this one and 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 this one. And wondering where they're at and, and if they're okay. And, you know, and, I, and I know people's got things to do. But I'll tell you, there's something about coming to the house of the Lord. Right, yeah. I'm just addicted to being around you all. And being in the presence of God. I love to see God on you and God working in you. And in this harvest of thanksgiving, that's what I want to do. I want to glorify His name with you and lift Him up so we can all reap this thing together. Amen? So in, the, in this time of harvest, we're coming down to the end of October, I want you to think about what you can do individually. Not, not as a church body, but individually to help take this church to that next place in this next season. Maybe you've just been sitting here not doing a whole lot. Maybe you've just kindly been you know, supporting and, and praying and things like that, but there's so much more you could do. The Lord has a harvest for you here in this church. And it's going to take you taking a step of faith to do that. I don't know what that harvest will be for you. I don't know what that step is for you. But God told me to give you a challenge. This is a harvest of thanksgiving. And it's going to take you being obedient to follow God to know his will. Let us pray.